Week 18. Week 18. Crossover Thursday. The Titans may not have a lot to play for, but the Jaguars sure do. And the Titans would take a lot of joy in breaking that up. So a big divisional rival game here. We're going to be breaking down the biggest storylines, the biggest matchups, how we think things are going to play out. Before we get into it, do want to thank you guys for making Locked on Titans, Locked on Jaguars your first listen each and every day. Remember, it's Monday through Friday. Content on your team every day. You're not going to beat that anywhere else. So again, make sure you get subscribed, stay subscribed here to the Locked on Podcast Network. But Tony, as you know, I'm a big fan of our conversations. We always have some good ones here. We do. And we finally got to the end of the season after some predictions that were made at the beginning of the year. And it is clear that I was wrong about where these teams are going to go. Now, Jacksonville did have a little bit of more of a down year than maybe some people were expecting. They didn't necessarily go up to that level that maybe some people thought. So I'll take a, a small pat on the back for that. But as a man who expected the Titans to win the division um, I'm not going to take uh, any kind of victory lap here on this one. So, Tony, you let us know. No one knows the Jaguars better than you. As they enter this win-and-in Week 18 battle against the Tennessee Titans, what is the feeling in Jacksonville? What What is kind of the, the overall, I hate this word, but the vibes, man. What are the vibes in Jacksonville? The vibes. Well, let me straighten some vibes out real quick. You weren't wrong about it. I was just right about it. So there's a difference, right? Because <laughs> right, I said right, y'all right. come come dead last. And I said we were going to come yep. first. And yep. we, we ain't done yet, though. We got some work right, to do. Right, of course. But to get back to your point, by the way, what's up, Tyler? I've been telling my people all week we were going to do this together. And uh, mm-hmm. um, you talk about us getting together for the last. It seems like we always play on the last game of the season, yep. right? And, yep. and it's always for something. Last year, both of us had a chance this year only the Jaguars but you guys got a chance to spoil it so uh we're really really gonna uh look forward to coming up there okay the key you want to know what what we have to do in the biggest storylines yeah, well, the biggest I, story for me is know. whether or not Trevor Lawrence gonna play because he was in right. concussion protocol but he he got out on the field today he didn't practice in a group and he didn't throw when the media was there but he did get out there with his helmet on and throw I'm gonna tell you right now it'll take every locked on host plus 10 Lions and Tigers and Bears to keep Trevor Lawrence from playing on Sunday. Right. Right. He, he reluctantly missed the game the other day. It's his first missed game, I think, in since forever, right? Yeah. He's never missed a football game. I don't think he missed a game in high school either. Like, I no. don't think he's ever missed a game before the last week. No, and the guy's been – he's pretty much been the walking wounded around here. He has an ankle, has a knee, a shoulder, now the concussion. So it's like – Bad offensive lines will do that, Tony. They will. And you should know, right? You <laughs> should right, know. I mean, right. I've been seeing we'll you all there. week. I've been yep. seeing you all week going in on the offensive line up there in Tennessee. And I did mention them on our podcast yesterday because mm-hmm. Josh Allen is sitting at 16 and a half sacks. Mm-hmm. Can he end up winning the sack total? And Trayvon, he's at nine. Can he get in double digits? Well, hell yeah, they can get him in double digits <laughs> if, if if they play in the Titans. You know what I'm saying? Right, so, right. Uh, the bottom line is right now – Doug Peterson said it. I think I said it before he did, but he's been saying it. And I'm not saying that he said it because he heard me, but it's Maybe. always when people say, what's the key matchup? I say us versus us. The Jaguars beat themselves, yep. man. Yep. There are some games where they uh, they have been outmanned, and and you can tell, mainly namely the 49ers. When they played the 49ers, they played the Ravens. It doesn't look like they beat them. I don't care. They could play them on an ice skating ring, and they're not going to win. But – 
there are some other games, some head scratchers. You know, they lost seven of them. They ain't, they ain't just lose those two. They lost right. seven, and they have had some head scratchers, man. And even in some of the games that they won, it just didn't feel like it was sustainable for them to keep winning that way because they were barely winning and they would make a bunch of mistakes. So when you're a football purist and you want to see a team play a clean game, the first clean game they really, really played all year was last weekend against Carolina, and Carolina's like the worst team right. in the NFL. So it's just hard to um, to imagine them being able to play that way and have too much success. Yeah, no, I I, I agree, obviously, 100% with what you're saying. It's going to be difficult if you don't play that. But the good news is for Jax fans, the Titans may not be as bad as the Panthers, but they are closer to the Panthers than they are the Jaguars right now. So the Jags don't necessarily have to play the cleanest game ever to get this win. But I understand what you mean. It's not about beating the Titans. I mean, obviously you need to do that. It's wanting to see this Jaguars team take the next step, play good football. And I get how, you know, maybe you could be left wanting. Before I get into kind of what the storyline is, with the Titans, do want to say that this crossover Thursday episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use the code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to a hundred dollars. The Titans question is who's going to play at quarterback as well. You know what I mean? Will Levis did not practice on Wednesday. And Tony, if you've been seeing it, it's been I've been saying this for three weeks now. Do not play Will Levis. Like there's just no reason to put him out there behind this offensive line. Mike Vrabel played with fire last week, and Levis got hurt in the second quarter again. And, you know, I like what Will Levis has done. I'm excited about what he can do in the future. But people were worried about his ability to stay healthy. He had a lot of little nicks and and little problems that he would play through in college, the reckless way that he plays. We see him out there trying to truck defensive backs and getting helicoptered in the air when he's five yards short from a first down anyway. It's like, what are you doing, you know? So at some point, you need to protect the player from himself. And when you look at this offensive line and you look at the fact the Titans are eliminated from the playoffs, like, it's just not worth it to play the kid now. I think that Mike Vrabel did learn his lesson last week, and I do not think Will Levis plays in this game. Um, He obviously, like I just said, did not practice on Wednesday. You got Tannehill and Malik Willis. I would like to see Malik Willis out there. I think Tannehill is going to get another job as a backup quarterback. Give Malik Willis an opportunity to fight for another job on another team next year and, at the same time, secure the loss. So you wonder who's going to play at quarterback. That's just a watchability thing for the Titans. It's going to be Ryan Tannehill. But at the end of the day, dude, it doesn't matter. They need to lose this game. I said the same thing last year before the draft pick. Tony, I've been saying I've been saying this this week. What is more important to you, building your own house or burning down your neighbors? Are you more worried about tearing down your enemy or building yourself? Okay, and me, it's easy. I am more worried about building myself. I don't care if my enemy is having success. If I build myself correctly, I'm going to have success eventually too. And a lot of Titans fans would rather burn down the Jag season, even if it means burning themselves. They would, they would light themselves on fire if it meant they could walk in and burn down Jacksonville's house. And I just think it's absurd. It's absurd. That we t- We're going to talk about offensive line and pass rushes here in just a moment because both teams are having those struggles. Nothing is more important than fixing this offensive line. And there are two bona fide studs at left tackle in this draft. And the Titans must do their part to make sure that they can get one of those guys. So 
Who's going to play quarterback? I think it's going to be Tannehill. But as I've been saying for a while now, it is best for the Titans to get a top five pick, address the left tackle position that has been the worst in the NFL for two seasons in a row, maybe three. And there is nothing more important than building yourself up. And I'm certainly not prioritizing insulting the Jaguars and hurting the Jags over helping myself. I, it just it just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, let me let me chime in on that real quick. Uh, I'm gonna disagree with you, and the reason why is, and it's hard to to act like I don't get where you're coming from, right? Right, right. I, I, used, to, I used to do radio with somebody that thought just like that, and I got no problem with it. It's just for me, I don't know how you functionally do it. If you lose because you're just not good, I get it. And trust well, that's me, that's probably I know what more, they'll do anyway. <laughs> I know more than anybody because the Jags got Trevor Lawrence instead of having the second pick. Exactly. They got the first pick. But yes. the Jets had to lose also. Mm-hmm. So you can try to burn the Jaguars' house down all you want to. If you burn our house down, all you're doing is building a house with the Colts or the Texans. Right. So that that's part, a great point. That's that a great part, point. That part doesn't even matter. But here's right. where I always give a little bit of pushback. How do you try to lose a game? It, it just absolutely – these are gladiators. I and these it. guys are trying it. to put out tape. Even if they're not going to be here, the next players year, they, will never tank. Yeah, the players yeah, they will never sync with you. And Their plus, going out, going yeah. into a boxing match and telling somebody just hit me. This ain't Rocky. Where you gonna get your <laughs> right. you get your your teeth knocked through your cranium? You know what I'm saying? So I've I've just always wondered how I liken it to the military, and I know because it's it's the one thing that I did in life. Well, also haircutting, but when you're learning how to do it how they are meticulous and they beat stuff into your head all the time to the point where it's second nature. I went to the military Mm -hmm. in 1989 and I still know the damn defender's creed for the security specialist. Hey, thanks for your service, dude. Right. But see, that's the thing. It's like beaten to your head. So if you've been telling guys to win the day, to win lunch, to win every second, to win every minute, I don't know functionally how you as a leader can do anything else but tell them to go do the same thing and to put the best guys out there, even though you know they ain't going to win, but to at least try. I don't know how you get around it because this is football. And you get hurt worse trying not to do something than to actually do it. So I just think it's almost a waste of breath to even talk about it because you can't functionally do it. I think think you can if you play Malik Willis. See, the players don't tank, but organizational decisions can be made to ensure certain things, and we've been seeing that. But I get what you're saying from the players' perspective. Denver. We from saw it in Denver last week. They're doing right. it right now in Denver. Right. They're doing it right now for different reasons. So I, I think there are ways to do it. But luckily, Tony, I don't think the Titans got to try to lose. I think they just might. And why is because of their offensive line. So let's talk about that matchup between the O-lines and the pass rush of either team because that's where the bread is going to be buttered in this matchup. Before we get into it, though, do want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by better help. All right, guys. It's the new year, and you know the saying. New new year, new you, of course. But how is that going to be sustainable? Okay, and especially if you're trying to make changes to yourself, not just like these physical changes, but changes to yourself. The best way to do that is with therapy, and the best place to do therapy is with BetterHelp, and I can attest to that personally. I've worked with BetterHelp during some stressful months when I was moving, the show was changing, different stuff, and it really helped me kind of center myself, balance myself, and always have my feet on the ground. And when it's a new year and you have all these things on your plate that you want to do or you got to do or you got to try, it's best to have something to bring you back 
and center you. And if you're thinking about starting therapy, you have to give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, suited to your schedule. I love this part. You just fill out a brief questionnaire, and they're going to match you with a licensed therapist. But you could switch therapists at any time with no additional charge. Having the right therapist is so important, and it's easy to do with BetterHelp. So celebrate the progress that you've made or set yourself up to make more. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. All right, Tony, it's matchup time. And uh, I let you go first in the last one. I'm going to dive in here before I do. Thank you guys for making Locked On Titans, Locked On Jags your first listen each and every day. It's your team every day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. So make sure you get subscribed, stay subscribed. We definitely do appreciate y'all. But, Tony, we talked about the quarterbacks and we kind of talked about the overall team. And, and when you talk about how bad the Titans are and you talk about the injuries to the quarterbacks, Tannehill got hurt, which put Levis in. Levis has been hurt twice now. Tannehill looked like he was pretty banged up against Houston when he played in the second half. Last week, so we may see Malik Willis in this game, not because it's what I want, but because this offensive line can't keep anybody healthy. Um, Here's a stat for you. The most sacks allowed by any offensive tackle in the NFL this year is Andre Dillard. The fourth most sacks allowed by any offensive tackle this year is Jalen Duncan. Tony, they both played left tackle. So you're talking about two top five guys in sacks allowed at offensive tackle that's, and they've split the season somehow despite only playing half the year. I mean, Jalen Duncan only played about five, six games, and he's top five amongst offensive tackles and sacks allowed. So you look at last year when Dennis Daly was the left tackle, and he allowed the most sacks in the NFL, or one away from Jonah Williams for the Bengals. But, I mean, this is two straight years of the worst, by far the worst left tackle play in the NFL. And at the end of the day, you talk about the pass rush. Trevon Walker maybe isn't the – pure pass rush move guy that people hoped he would develop into, but he's coming around and he's been playing a lot better lately and he's more of an all-around player against the run. He's a bullet. Yeah, exactly. So he's coming along and we know that Josh Allen is a stud. I mean, like you said, what, 16 and a half sacks this year? He's Is that the best season in Jaguars history? It is. It, it, I mean, it's excellent. So you look at, and on the other side, I will say right tackle Dylan Radins. I think he's, he's more of an interior player long-term. But he's been playing pretty well. So you look at that left tackle spot with Andre Dillard probably playing again. And I just don't see a way that the Titans can prevent the pressure from getting in the backfield. And Tannehill doesn't have the mobility and the and, and the juice that Will Levis has to maybe even survive a little bit in some of those situations. So it just puts the Titans in, in such a tough spot. Mike Vrabel talked about it this week. He said, we're limited. We can't have a drop back passing game. We have to run the ball, get into play action. We can't just drop back and pass. And it makes it even harder in the red zone because you can't chip as much in the red zone because there's less field. It's easier to defend. The Titans have this problem where they're playing seven on three because they got two guys into chip and they're only getting three guys out into routes. And the other two guys, after they chip, they're just going into the flat. It's not like they're threatening downfield. So you got three on seven every single play, and no one's open. And then the pressure gets to the quarterback even more, and it's like all the issues kind of snowball and compound upon each other because you cannot protect the quarterback. So the issue that has led the Titans to 5-11 and 11 is the issue that will lead the Titans to 5-12. and 12. They're not going to be able to stop the Jacksonville Jaguars pass rush with the offensive line that they have, and because of that, 
it's just going to make it nearly impossible to win the game. And I'll, I'll throw out some things that I think need to happen for the Titans to win the game when we do like our predictions and stuff like that. But right now, the only matchup that matters for the Titans and the only matchups that that's mattered throughout the last half of the season is can this offensive line even do an okay job? If they can do an okay job, the Titans can be in the game and they can compete at home. But if the offensive line plays the way they have the last few weeks it, it, against this pass rush duo, there, there's just no way for the Titans to be able to have consistent success. It's it's going to take a miracle. So it sounds like, because I've been in a situation where you are, in fact, mm-hmm. we complain about the offensive line here in Jacksonville. It's, but there's I've been levels in, to it, but right, yes. And I've been in the situation. The only thing, as someone who is familiar with that situation, mm-hmm. the only thing I'll tell you is this. If you're not looking for a quarterback, if you're not looking for a quarterback, I wouldn't cherry pick the draft to find that sounds like it's real bad tackle situation, right? And oh, there's one yeah, dude yeah. I think solves, and that's the kid at Penn State. I, I don't think the kid at Notre Dame solves it. I think, but then you can come back in the second round and you can address if they have a second round pick. There's a kid from Arizona that's pretty good, Morgan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can fix your offensive line without drafting someone super, super high. Yeah, you can hit if, on picks. If, for if, sure. That's why I say the kid from Penn State is a generational talent, but if he's gone and you're sitting there, I just take the best player available. It can't be a tight end, obviously, but I just take the right. best player available, and I fix that line in the second and third round because I think you can get away with it. Now, I've never been a proponent for – I usually wasn't a proponent for taking a guy very high. It seems like the kid at Penn State, though, is like Joe Thomas type good, and that's the way that And I get – Tony, I'm a big fan of Joe Alt, the other one from yeah. Notre Dame. I, yeah. That's – I like – I. You're right, though. Fashanu has more high-end right. upside. But for the Titans, I think they just need someone they can count on. Like, we need to be able to put the dude there for 10 years and him be good and not have to worry about it. And that's why I'm more inclined to, for yeah. all. But I would be fine with either of them. You know. So like, Anton Harrison, the Jaguars draft pick that they took, like 28, yeah. he leads all rookies in offensive line efficiency and, and not sacks. So Rookie that's offensive tell- linemen struggle. Right, right. That's why I'm telling you that. I'm telling mm-hmm. you it's like – when it comes to picking in a top five, just take the best player because you ain't go, you hope yeah. to not be there very often. So there's gonna right. be somebody there. You can fix your other positions. You know, Get it's blue like chip I, I try to tell people all the time. It does, and and the Jaguars had so many top five picks <laughs> that I had to constantly keep telling these people this down here. You it's you don't hope to be here very often, and when right. you're here, you better make it count. Yeah, get get the kind of player that you can't get. So. Sometimes you have to make sure you don't. I have to make sure I don't go grocery shopping when I'm hungry because I get a whole right. bunch of stuff in the deli, stuff that I can eat in the car. And then yep. I come in here tomorrow and I look at my pantry and my pantry is not the way it's supposed to be. So, right, right. But you're right about that. Now, the Jaguars have struggled too, but they've struggled in the interior. Yeah. And that's really, really bad. So, what they've had to do is get the ball out really, really quick. They've had to throw it out, throw it out really, really fast. And the Jaguars have all of these, like, for instance, Evan Ingram. Hard to do 100. that without Christian Kirk, right? Yeah, but even when he was there, the Jaguars yeah. have Evan Ingram, right? Evan Ingram has 100 balls. Yep. Only like 36 of them are for first down. Mm. And he's not even averaging 10 yards a catch. See, they've had to do that because they've had to compensate for the fact that as soon as Trevor Lawrence gets the ball, there's somebody in his face, and they're not coming right. from the edge. They're coming, like, right up the middle. So, And that's the worst place to come yeah. from, man. There's nowhere to go if you come up the middle. So we got our problems, too, fortunately for us. They're not as bad as yours because yours sound really, really bad because that stat you gave me that you got two guys that don't play mm-hmm. at the same time and they're one's first and one's fourth or fifth. <laughs> it's that's insane. bad. That's yeah. terrible. 
It's crazy. And you know what, though? What you're talking about with the Jags offensive line, to me, that's the only place the Titans can swing the game because Danico Autry and Harold Landry are the only players on the same team that both have double-digit sacks. The Jags duo can join them this close, week, man. but right now, it's Danico Autry with 11.5 and, and Harold Landry with 10.5. You add in Arden Key, who you know well, he's got 6.5 sacks. He could set a career high with another sack this week. Those three guys together, when they're able to just put, pin their ears back and rush the passer, they're gonna they're gonna make make it work even without Jeffrey Simmons. Those are good pass rushing players. But you know, if the Jags offensive line has a decent day and kind of tampers that advantage down, the Titans have no advantage anywhere else. So that's that's why I put Jaguars pass rush on the little docket here because the Jags pass rush, the Titans pass rush, whoever plays better and dominates the matchup more, that's who's obviously gonna give their team a huge advantage. The only thing is Jacksonville can win other ways if they have to. The Titans can't. So it'll all come down to the pass rush performance. No doubt. You got it. All right. With that being said, we are going to move forward to kind of what we're looking for, how we think this game will play out a little bit. We're going to dive into all that in just a second. Before we do, though, do want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. All right. I'm a, I'm a big LinkedIn guy. I, I like LinkedIn. It's easy to use. It, it, it's visually pleasing. I don't know. There are different apps like FanDuel, Sportsbook, visually pleasing. LinkedIn is easy to use. It's visually pleasing, aesthetically pleasing, you could say. And the reality is every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move I can make to take my business to the next level in 2024? That move is LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps create tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy. In fact, that 86% of small businesses get qualified candidates within 24 hours. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus their leading competitors. Post your job for free. At LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, Tony, we're going to cap off this Week 18 crossover Thursday. Tony, me and Alex Clancy, your favorite, your favorite guy. You love Alex. Uh, My boy. Right, right. Uh, we did our Locked On NFL Thursday show, and Alex has been saying for a long time, appreciate football because it's going, going fast. And now we're here to the last week of the season. So I just want to say the Titans fans, although the team isn't going to the playoffs, although they're probably going to lose, just appreciate the fact that we have real football because next August you're all going to be complaining about preseason football and how boring it is. So you can't do that and then not appreciate this game. For what it is. But right. with that being said, like I kind of teased earlier, I don't know if you want to call it a prediction or just if the Titans don't win the turnover battle, they can't win the game. Right. Like they're going to need easy opportunities for them to score. They're going to need to stop Jacksonville's drives prematurely. Like there's just no way that the Titans could win the game without winning the turnover battle. And I think uh, the last time they played, the Titans lost two fumbles. In that game, no interceptions, but the Titans lost the turnover battle two to nothing and lost by 20 points. They got to win it. If they win the turnover battle two to nothing themselves and get easy opportunities and are able to get some touchdowns, I think this game could be could be close. But I just, 
I just don't think the Titans can do that. I don't think they can win the turnover battle. They haven't been a good turnover team all year. They're at the very bottom of the NFL in interceptions. Um, so with that being said, you don't have to give your score prediction necessarily, Tony. I know a lot of people wait until their Friday show. But for me, I, I think this is going to be pretty similar to uh, the Texans' score of last week. I think this is going to be like 21-6, to 24-10, to 10, somewhere in there. The Titans don't score more than 10 points, and I think Jacksonville maybe doesn't get high 20s, but they'll probably get 20, 21, 24, somewhere in there. I hope the Jaguars, what they do is they come out, like I said, me versus me, and play. I heard Kirby Smart say that this weekend. By the way, I'm mentioning that because I'm a Florida State fan, right? Yeah, yeah. And they had, head coach. Yeah, yeah they, they they had 30 guys, and all, most of the guys in their two deep were, were gone. Right. They, right, they right. declared or, or whatever for the draft. And Kirby said, "We I know they don't have their, all their people, but we're going to play to our standard." And I hope the Jaguars realize what their standard is and they play to their standard because they have a tendency to play down to the competition mm-hmm. or they have a tendency to play the game on the terrain that is beneficial for their opponent. Right. Like last year when they played that game last year, they decided right. they were going to go in a phone booth and body punch with the Titans. And to me, that's what we want. <laughs> there are two teams and everybody likes to talk about the 49ers and that's cool. But the 49ers to me are built tough. Right. The Ravens and the Titans and the Steelers are born tough. That's just yes. what they want to do. They right. want to do that. So um, I think if you go up there, now you can't shy away from physicality. You can't do that because if you don't want to meet force with force, there's a way you can do it without acting like you're scared. Because to me, Miami got scared. When yes. Tennessee started hitting them in the face, Miami got a Miami's little scared. not a tough team, That, no, in my, my opinion. My, like, Miami, Miami's the players built, aren't, but. You're right. They're built just like San Francisco. Like yeah, if you can, if you, if you can take something and just throw it in the washing machine, it's gonna make that noise. The whole thing, you got to yeah. open it, you got to stop it while it's, and you got to get it out. Right, you can't have right. any noise in the machine because they're rhythmic. And the thing about it is that can beat a lot of teams, uh, but except the real good ones. Now Jacksonville isn't good enough to not play the way that they want to play and have the game go their way. You just said that the, the, y'all have to win the turnover battle. The Jaguars. We're number two in the league, I believe, as of last week in commit in 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 getting people to turn the ball right. over, right? Takeaways, yeah. But then they had a differential of like plus one or plus because they were giving the ball away right. at the same time. Yep. So if they do that, if Sunday's game is a microcosm of that entire scenario, then mm-hmm. it's gonna be a close game because now you're yep. giving the Titans a chance. Is the fact that you're getting hope. turnovers ain't gonna help you. Because the Jaguars have had a problem when they get inside of the 35-yard line. They did it four times on a Monday night game against the Bengals and didn't have any points for it. They do that That's all the time. That's not good news. The Titans nope. have the number one red zone defense in the entire NFL. Once you get yeah. down into the 20-yard line, the Titans squeeze you down like a snake. Now, everywhere else, everywhere else, you can get whatever you want all the time, it's all day. Free, right? Come on, come yeah, on, free. Yeah, yeah you Here, can ride all day. Once you get down to the 20, they make you pay the toll to the troll. And a lot of times, people don't got the money to get through. So that that's a good point, Tony. I'm glad you brought that up because red zone battle between the offense of the Jags and the defense of the Titans, that will be critical because that's a way the Titans have stayed in some of these games is these teams that are better than them move up and down the field, but they can only get it one out of four times in the red zone. They just have to score. They, they dunk the field goal. They yep. went for it on fourth down. And then the other two times they turned it over. Trevor dropped the ball while he was running. And yep. then he threw a tip pick. My thing is they they have managed to get 
I cannot count the amount of time, the amount of times the Jacksonville Jaguars have been in scoring range. And Brandon McManus was, I say was before the last three or four weeks, was a guy who is one of the few guys in the league, along with Justin Tucker and maybe Butker and probably that kid in Cincinnati. A 50 yarder is like an extra point. Right. right. Lately, right. that hasn't right. been the case because that thing yeah. has been going all over the place. So yep. now I just say at least get points. Don't turn the ball over and don't miss a field goal. Just get yeah. points. You have to make you have to put a dent in the scoreboard when you do all of that driving because it deflates you when you don't. Yes. And it inflates the other side. It'll galvanize the Titans to, to do those things. I, I, I really think that, like you're saying, if Jacksonville plays a clean football game, penalties turnovers, mistakes. If they play clean, they don't even have to play their best. They're going to win simply on that. So to me, what you're saying, it's us versus us. It's me versus me. That is perfect analysis for the Jaguars this week because the Titans don't have the roster or the playmakers right now to be able to compete if both teams play their best. I agree with you. I I totally agree. Thank God Jeffrey Simmons isn't playing because (laughs) – Yeah, I've been saying for two or three years, I thought he was one of the best in the league, and now he's proven it. Uh, Thank God he's not playing. And um, I just hope that the Jaguars can get a little bit of the run going and and do some of the other things. Let me make this little quick announcement real quick. Uh, Locked On has launched the first ever national 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Be a part of history, folks. It's the first ever. You got to hop on now. There's going to be a lot more of those, but Locked On was in there first. Don't forget that. First to market, baby. Love Let me that. give you this uh, score prediction yeah. real quick. 23-10 Jacksonville. Okay. Yeah, that's that's about where I'm at, too. I, I can see that. If the Titans don't win that turnover battle at all and they lose it, it'll be a little worse. But that's about where I'm at. And, Tony, I'll be honest with you. I know that you have your own take on it, but that's what I hope to see, man, because <laughs> Arizona plays against uh, Seattle. Arizona's at home. They could win that game. Right. Uh, the Giants play at home against the Eagles. The Eagles are resting people. They could win that game. Yeah. The Chargers playing at home against the Chiefs. The Chiefs are resting everybody. They could win that game. There you they go. could wake up on Monday morning and the Titans have the number four pick in the draft and then they can get Olaf Fashanu out of Penn State. So from my mouth to God's ears, last <laughs> thing I got to say, love that hat, Tony. That hat Thank is you. sick, dude. I That's appreciate that. it, man. I, I mean, obviously, screw the Jags. Put it on record. But yeah. man, that is an awesome awesome hat but with that being said tony we're going to talk in the all season as we always do but it's been an excellent year of crossover so thank you so much remember locked on titans locked on jags it's your team every single day make sure you get subscribed stay subscribed enjoy the battle ahead the last week of the season could be the last game of the year for both teams quite honestly so we'll see how things play out but as i like to say on the thursday edition of locked on nfl start your weekend early stay safe out there